Oi, tudo bem? This is Brazuca Sounds, hosted and produced by Leandro Vignoli. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to Brazuca Sounds number 34. This edition is going to be about one of those specials about albums completing 50 years. Uh, in this year, it is the album Acabou Chorare by the group Os Novos Baianos, released in September 1972. And I consider Acabou Chorare and Clube da Esquina both influential masterpiece albums released in 1972, like the Yin and Yang of Brazilian music, Clube de Esquina more zen, introspective, calm, Acabo Chorari, this beautiful breeze of happiness on a Sunday afternoon. In 2007, Acabo Chorari appears the best Brazilian album of all time in a list made by the Rolling Stone Brazil, and no wonder the record is a celebration of genres blending samba, baião, bossa nova, frevo, mixing it all up with Jimi Hendrix and rock and roll. The idea was really put together different elements. Officially, there were seven uh, members in the group, but all together in this record, there were actually ten, all living together, more or less like a hippie community in the outskirts of Rio de Janeiro. Uh, and this opening track here of the record already showcased everybody's ideas and personalities. So this opening track here already displayed the three main vocalists in the band, uh, Baby Consuelo, Moraes Moreira, and Paulinho Boca de Cantor. Acabou Chorare is the group's second album, and up until that point, Os Novos Baianos were really a rock and roll band, more psychedelic kind of band. Uh, it was really João Gilberto, the idea of this transformation. Uh, João Gilberto convinced them to quote-unquote look within themselves, meaning show the world what Brazilian culture was about, hence this very melodic samba for the intro of the song, then explodes to a heavy percussion with pandeiros, uh, bumbos, which is the bass drum, and cavaquinhos. This particular song, Brasil Pandeiro, it is actually a Brazilian standard from the 1940s, it was not written by then, and one of those songs praising the country's beauty, right? More than a sense of pride of being Brazilian, uh, celebrating Brazil was not very popular at the time, though, because more or less uh, it was 
uh, kind of you were celebrating the dictatorship, but it was very clear that Osnavas Baiana's intention was a reappropriation of Brazil. The country was not the regime, but the people. That was the message. And this song has one of the most famous lines in the Brazilian music history. Brasil escantar vossos pandeiros, iluminai vossos terreiros, que hoje eu quero é sambar. Brasil, esquentai vossos pandeiros, iluminai os terreiros, que nós queremos sambar. Há quem sambe diferente noutras terras, outra gente um batuque de Like I said, Novos Baianos, they were pretty much a hippie collective at the time, and the song pretty much showcased everybody's ability in the band. Also, as I said earlier, like Pepeu Gomes, the guitar player, is heard here playing a craviola, uh, this Brazilian string instrument, which is a mixture of uh, harpsichord, uh, cravo in Portuguese, and viola, hence this name, craviola. But then we also have like the backup band with the heavy percussion and obviously the three main vocalists, as I said in the beginning, all singing together. So this is Preta Pretinha, the biggest hit on the album, beautiful love song. And as I explained in different podcasts, Preta, and it is diminutive, Pretinha, is a term of endearment in the Brazilian culture, right? Preta Pretinha. It was a big hit in Brazil already in 1972. This song is actually sang by Moraes Moreira, who was the heart and soul of Os Novos Baianos with his angelical voice, his soft touch on the acoustic guitar, pretty much responsible for all the arrangements on the album as well. song was written by the poet Luis Galvão, who became part of the band only as a lyricist. He really had no role playing any instruments, only as a songwriter. Uh, he actually wrote seven out of nine songs. And Luis was actually also older than everybody else in the band. He was 35, while the rest of Os Novos Baianos, they were all in their early 20s. So the history of this song, Rio de Janeiro is uh, divided by a bay with the city of Niterói. You really need to take a ferry to go from one place to the other, and this is what this song is about, the ferry. This is because Galvão fell in love with a girl from the other side of the bay, who presumably was set to move in with the group in Rio, 
but ultimately decided to stay in her city and attach her relationship with a former boyfriend. So this is like a bittersweet song, more or less, technically about a rejection, right? But the melody, the harmonies, even the lyrics are very optimistic. It is the strength of a feeling of missing somebody uh, with no bad feelings, no grievance. You cannot listen to Preta Pretinha and not think about Moraes Moreira, despite the fact the lyrics are actually written by Luis Galvão. <laughs> The lyricist once explained uh, during an interview uh, the band approach towards samba, their reconciliation with Brazilian music after their meetings with Jean Gilberto and why they decided to try it, leaving behind their rock and roll pasts. In 1969, we were anti-samba, most likely because we didn't know the history. We were trying to rebel against it, playing rock, but then we discovered all the samba originals, all those guys who were badass like we thought we were, but decades before us, and then they were long forgotten. In the early 70s, samba was taken over by intellectuals and was so bad. Intellectuals don't know shit how to play samba. This is a song resembling a little bit more of their rock and roll past. It is the first song on the record, sung entirely by Baby Consuelo, who is not from Bahia, actually. She was from Rio de Janeiro. And if you still didn't get it, the name of the band was Novos Baianos. It means the new Baianos, people from Bahia, right? But Baby, she ended up in Bahia when she was 17 only uh, to watch a farewell concert of Caetano Veloso and Gilberto Gil, the old Baianos, more or less, before they headed into exile in London. And it was there that she met Pepeu Gomes and married him a year later. 
uh, Pepeu Gomes, the guitar player for Os Novos Baianos, and arguably the best musician in the band, much, much influenced by Jimi Hendrix, Clapton, Jimmy Page, all those guys. And this song really blends rock and roll and baião, a folklore genre in Brazilian Northeast. So much so that some people came to call uh, this particular song, the genre, as an electric samba. It was my first totally original solo with a Brazilian touch, with this rhythm on guitar only really possible in Brazil, something of a swing samba. It was really João Gilberto that taught me to be a universal musician to diversify the way I used to play and also try different instruments, playing the mandolin and cavaquinho, which were very important to the history of Brazilian music. And this album, because the record label, Som Livre, at the time they didn't have their own studio, it was recorded at Studio Somil, which was specialized in audio recording for the cinema uh, and became a legendary studio afterwards in the no in the Botafogo neighborhood, uh, where Tim Maia produced his second and third albums in the seminal Arthur Verokai debut record, also released in 1972. All the songs on Acabo Chorari were recorded live in a four-track tape recorder, and which is also very seminal about the album, is the record cover. Uh, super simple, right? It's a photo of a wood table built by Pepeo Gomez, and what appears to be an after-breakfast with cutlery, cattle, plastic cups. It really represents this celebration of a community living together. So os Novos Baianos were effortlessly a hippie community, long hairs, beards, living together in the house, experimenting drugs and everything else. Uh, although they were not politically active, it did not take long for them to be persecuted by the military regime in Brazil in the 1970s. One official document at the time says they were quote-unquote, terrorists dressed as hippies. And as I said, they all lived together in Rio, but afraid of a police raid, they ended up moving to a communal house outside Rio, more like a farm. They ended up writing almost the entirety of this record there before recording. And what the band also did to avoid the police was to find a healer. Yeah. Somebody able to get rid of the jinx on them. And this guy came up with a spell, the words toku e moita, which means stump and bush, which they decided to include as the chorus on this song here in the background. They say that repeatedly, 
and this really means nothing. It's really part of the spell. Uh, I don't mess up. I turn into a slump. I turn into a bush. One of those quintessential Brazilian songs that we sing for our entire lives without really knowing what it really means. For instance, I just found about this meaning now, before recording the show. But anyway, one thing that made those novels by Anos extremely popular from the get-go is that they were not complicated, right? Lyrics were straightforward, accords were simple, two or three tops. It was very easy listening, unlike the old Baianos, the Tropicali movement of Caetano Gil, Tonze, which were always gravitated more into the intellectual circles in Brazil at the time. Os Novos Baianos, they were very mainstream already in 1972. <música> So this is the song that names the album, Acabou Chorari, which is explicitly influenced by João Gilberto, almost an imitation of his aesthetics and voice, and has a great bit of a bossa nova feeling as well, this syncopated way of playing the guitar. <laughs> Acabou chorar e ficou tudo lindo de manhã cedinho. The entire song it is played with this melodic acoustic harmony. It's just like Moraes Moreira and his voice and guitar. And this syllabic lyrics are kind of to emulate a baby talk, somewhat a tribute to João Gilberto's baby daughter, Bebel Gilberto. And this expression, by the way, Acabou Chorari, it is not really Portuguese, but it came from when João Gilberto was living in Mexico, when, when his daughter got hurt and he asked her if everything was okay. She said to kind of comfort him, Acabou Chorari, papai, meaning no more cry, daddy. But that in a mix of Portuguese, Spanish, and the baby talk, obviously. And this is not the only contribution from João Gilberto on the song. The lyrics, again, written by Luis Galvão after a telephone call uh, with Gilberto, when they began talking about bees and their magical work, you know, they kiss flower, they produce honey. And according to Gilberto, in this phone call, they also make zoom zoom, meaning the noise of a bee, right? He was really a joker, Jean Gilberto, very sarcastic guy. He was just saying that as an irony, but Luis Galvão included that on his lyrics, this zoom zoom of a bee. Zoom zoom e meu, faz um zoom e meu, faz um zoom e meu. It was the very first song recorded for the album, ended up influencing all the work. In Acabou Chorari, the album also meant to be like a criticism of Brazilian mainstream music at the time, which the band considered to be so sad, was heavily affected by the regime, exiles, lack of freedom, etc. So the album was to represent joy, happiness, a community, even the joyful small things in life, the zoom zoom of a bee. 
And if his novels by Jans were inspired by João Gilberto, after the work was completed, this album became so influential as a whole that João Gilberto also felt refreshed and was inspired back in his White Album, released a year later in 1973. This onomatopoeia lyrics that Gilberto was inspired by was Novas Baianos. João Gilberto was a guy that never wrote many lyrics, so when he did, it was very, very simple. Vou mostrando como sou e vou sendo como posso Jogando meu corpo no mundo Andando por todos os cantos E pela lei natural dos encontros Eu deixo e recebo um tanto E passo aos olhos nus Ou vestidos de lunetas Passado, presente, participo sendo... The opening of the B-side of Acabou Chorar is probably the song with the most complex lyrics by Os Novos Baianos. This is a more metaphorical song about the person and its role in this planet, right? I'm showing what I am and being what I can. I throw my body into the world and walk all over the corners. The song is performed by Paulinho Boca de Cantor, kind of a funny nickname, it's Paulinho's Singer's Mouth. Paulinho, who was the guy with the more hippie-like style in the band with his long hair and beard, although he already had an undergrad in engineering at the time, he was a little older as well, he was 26, as opposed to Baby and Pepeu, who were only 20, and the bass player, Dadi Carvalho, who was only 18. It's one of my favorite songs on the album, and the climax of this song is one of my favorite endings to a song ever. Extremely psychedelic, percussive, energetic, hands down. So this next song here, Amenida Dança, it was very straightforward. It was a song written in homage to the vocalist Baby Consuelo. Quando cheguei tudo, tudo, tudo estava virado. Apenas viro, me viro, mas eu mesma viro os olhinhos. Só entro no jogo porque estou mesmo depois, depois de esgotar o tempo regulamentar. It's Baby 
narrating herself like a liberated woman who left everything behind to try new things, like to give herself to art, to the music. And if you're wondering, Baby is also a nickname. Her actual name is Bernadette, but everybody in the band decided that was not a very good artistic name. And this song it became one of the strongest songs in the Novas Baianas repertoire. You normally see a lot of women singing this song very, very enthusiastically in the concerts or in the dance parties in Brazil. It became recently uh, attached to the feminist movement, right? A menina dança, the girl dances. So this is a song that preaches that we should make the most of the simple things in life. The name of the song Besta é Tu, it is an expression from Bahia, very popular at the time, meaning fool is you. It was an answer, right? A counter-argument. If somebody calls you a fool, a besta, you would immediately respond, besta é tu. And it was addressed to those uh, who had somewhat saw the novos baianos as a bunch of hippies who supposedly did not care about national politics. Everything in Brazil at the time was up for criticism, being too political, lack of politics, so on. Everything was predominantly dominated by the presence of the military regime. And ironically enough, Os Novos Baianos were formed as a band and also as an amateur football team playing for the summer leagues, tournaments and all. Uh, and when I mean ironic, it's because liking soccer is perennially seen in Brazilian culture as a person who has a lack of political opinion, right? Like a dumb-dumb. And as you probably notice in other episodes, it is literally my case. I am really a soccer fan and I strongly disagree with that stereotype and I would say, fool is you. Mundo, 
coisa Olha só, olha o sol O maraca domingo O perigo na rua an instrumental song written by Jorginho Gomes, the drummer, and his brother Pepeu, the guitar player, and this one has a really, really nice, good story. It was composed with a cavaquinho, right, that Jorginho got from Paulinho da Viola, the very famous samba player in Brazil, and this cavaquinho had only one string, it was broke, so Jorginho decided to written the song practically with just one string. a lot of influence from the instrumental music from the Northeast, Forró, Baião, Frevo, but play on a cavaquinho, which is a samba instrument, so it shows all the syncretism in Brazilian music, and who plays the cavaquinho here is Jorginho Gomes himself, the drummer, by the way, he's one of the greatest drummers in Brazil for years now, playing uh, with Gilberto Gil. Very good instrumental song, like a forró instrumental, with this little touch of Pepeo Gomez distorted electric guitar as well. And this song is also a foundation to the group Acordo Song, which were backing Os Novos Baianos at the time, led by the bassist Dadi Carvalho after the band disbanded in 1979. Dadi Carvalho, the bass player, just as a curiosity here. He was the guy who inspired Caetano Veloso to write the very famous song Leãozinho. Gosto muito de te ver, Leãozinho, caminhando sob o sol. Gosto muito de você, Leãozinho. In his autobiography, Caetano Veloso explained himself the reason he wrote the song about the bass player. When I returned to Brazil for good in 1972, I met the whole group in their farm, and Daddy was there, with his then-girlfriend, who is his wife to this day, a long-lived marriage like almost none in our country. I became friends with a couple, who have my admiration for their wisdom in the development of love. Daddy was only 17 years old, long hair, like a little lion. And there was also his zodiac sign, Leo, which in Portuguese is called Leon, just like the animal or this diminutive Leonzinho. Again, this is Preta Pretinha. He appears twice on a Cabal Chorari. The first version is longer, hitting in the seven minutes. This is an edited version uh, as the closing track for radio purposes. And ironically enough, the most played version on the radio at the time was the longest version. You know, a favorite for DJs to go for a smoke. 
and a seven-minute song is perfect for it. And boosted by the success of Preta Pretinha, the album Acabou Chorari reached the mark of 150,000 copies sold in Brazil, one of the best sellers of 1972. And obviously, Acabou Chorari became one of the most influential albums in Brazilian popular music. The group disbanded in 1979, and three of its members had an astronomical success in their solo careers, Moraes Moreira following in this MPB path, more folk, and Pepeu Gomes and Baby Consuelo pursuing individual pop careers in the 1980s. Moraes Moreira is the only member who is no longer with us. He passed away two years ago at the age of 72. And that was it for today, folks. Hopefully you enjoy. Don't forget to rate this show on Spotify and also Apple Podcasts. It's very, very hot out there. Drink some water. See you next time. This was Brazuca Sounds with Leandro Vignoli. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Yeah.